Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. There is one clear winner, and that is Brooklyn, given that they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And there is one clear loser, and that is the New York Knicks, given that they, well, didn't. But hey, they got Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, and Bobby Portis for their troubles. So joining us now is a man to talk about both those things. He is an up-and-coming superstar, but that's kind of disrespectful because that implies that he's not already a superstar in the media game, and he is. He is John Jastrzemski. You hear him sometimes on CBS Sports Radio. You hear him all the time on WFAN, the number one sports talk radio station in the world. You see him on SNY TV. He's filling in for Mike Francesa all this week. He is a diehard Knicks fan. He is a crazy New Yorker. JJ, no pleasantries, my man. No hi, how you doing? I'm just going to say this. New York Knicks. Go. Danny, I'm sick to my stomach, brother. And just think about this for a minute. The Knicks basically took Christos Porzingis. And say what you want about Porzingis, then whether or not he's going to hold up, whether or not he's going to flourish into that superstar player. They took a guy who made the all-star team, attached the bad contracts, got very little in return, and basically put themselves in a position. I don't want to hear about long-term rebuild. I don't want to hear about doing it right. They made that trade back in February, and it was very simple. Go get Kevin Durant. Go get Kyrie Irving. To not only whiff on both of those two players, but to see the other team in town. And you have to understand the Nick Net dynamic. And I know the Nets have just moved to Brooklyn, and they're trying to get buzz. Jay-Z was there. Nonsense. The Nets have never had buzz in this town. Well, Danny... That changed here on Sunday with Durant and Irving now going to Brooklyn. And the Nets, you know, they are the team that will have the buzz. They are the team that will have all the accolades, all the appeal. But for the Knicks, oh, it's Bobby Portis. It's Julius Randle. It's Taj Gibson. Go get it. What do you make of the report from Ramona Shelburne and Kevin Durant that James Dolan was not willing to offer Kevin Durant a max contract? Um, my thought on it is the ultimate damage control for Madison Square Garden. And let's be honest, Madison Square Garden and James Dolan never, and I mean never, deserve the benefit of the doubt. And not for nothing, you see that sort of story come out after the fact. Regardless of whether or not it's true, it's the sort of story that is going to have big players and big free agents continuing to shy away from playing for the New York Knicks. Because it's, again... Let's take the guy who didn't end up choosing my team and drag him completely in the mud. So, no, I don't buy that for a minute. And, it, indeed, that is true. And the Knicks were not willing to give the max to Kevin Durant. It blows my mind, regardless of the Achilles, Danny, because what is the alternative for the franchise? I mean, I ask you, what is the alternative? Well, no, listen. I mean, the, the franchise that gave Joe Kim Noah four years, 72 million when he had no knee cartilage left 
can't turn around and say one of the top three players in the world when the entire league's willing to give him a max contract. When Chris Middleton is signing for $178 million, Chris Middleton's 75% the player Kevin Durant is, and he got a max deal from Milwaukee. So even if Kevin Durant comes back at 75% of Kevin Durant, he still is worth a max contract. So I don't believe it. I feel like it's kind of like in high school, like when you uh, you knew the the hottest girl in school wasn't going to accept your invitation to prom. So you're just like, ah, I'm not going to ask her. Like, I feel like it's that sort of thing. Like you're just kind of rejecting yourself uh, before they actually have the opportunity to reject you because Kevin Durant clearly had no interest in going to the Knicks. But if it's true, it's the type of thing that should make you quit your fandom. Like it, it would just be indefensible. Well, let's be honest, Danny. The Knicks have been down this road so many times. I remember many moons ago it was LeBron James, right? LeBron, LeBron, the summer of LeBron. That blew up in their face. Then you hear about the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. And the reality of the situation is, you know, I realized this because over the weekend I worked with really talented kid, producer's 19 years old, this fan. And I just think about Danny. He doesn't remember Patrick Ewing. He doesn't remember John Starks and Charles Oakley. If you're like an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid growing up in New York City, you know what you know the New York Knickerbockers as? A dysfunctional joke. And I'll say this. The Cleveland Browns have been, in my opinion, over the last two decades, the worst franchise in all sports, what, since 1999, give or take? Well, I think the Knicks are ready to take that claim. I really do, because – Cleveland, I think, is on the up and up. They have their quarterback in Baker Mayfield. And I look around sports, I can't find a more dysfunctional, pathetic organization than the one that I root for with the Knicks. That's a good topic. What about the Marlins? You know what, Danny? As bad as the Marlins may be, they have two championships. And I know for many Knicks fans and Jeff fans, for that matter, and you lump a lot of them together, but I'm going to just you know exclude the Jets for a minute with Sam Donald. Let's just talk about the Knicks. If they had that championship in 2003 or in 1997, I think it would be a little bit easier to digest what they've watched over the last 15 years. Fair enough. Fair enough. But if you go 15 years, I'll include the Marlins. But you're right. If you go 25 years, the two titles definitely outweigh it. We're talking to John Jastrzemski, WFAN. He's in for Mike Francesa tomorrow. He's a diehard Nick fan. You'll also be talking Nets. Are there any Brooklyn Nets fans? Do they exist? Well, that's what I'm curious to find out. There are a very select few, I guess you could say. They're like a cult following. You know what I mean? Like, you have to understand the dynamic of New York sports and just the New York sports talk scene. Like, Danny, I would never in a million years, you know, in December or January, come on the air and break down a net game. That has dramatically changed. I mean, when you put Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the same team together, what I expect is you will have a lot of the Johnny-come-latelys finding their way to Brooklyn. And I totally understand why. They're going to have a really exciting product on the floor. And I think we can now put to bed this whole notion of Madison Square Garden and the Mecca and the Knicks being this great allure as far as trying to get players to come here because that fails over and over again. I am curious to see... If the Nets now with these two players, if indeed Kevin Durant comes back and ends up being the star we've seen for years in OKC and with the Golden State Warriors, how much must-see TV are they going to be? 
how much it is going to dominate the headlines. I mean, these are things that are going to play out. But if you look at the roster they have and you look at the roster the New York Knicks are going to be running out there, I don't care if it's a quote-unquote Nick town or not, the Nets will be the team that has to pause. And I'm curious in terms of directing anger, Kevin Durant pissed a lot of people off when he went to the team that beat him. And it was seen as the easy way out to a ring, right? We killed KD for not having rings. Then when he gets rings, we say, ah, there's an asterisk. It was cheap. You weren't a competitor. Now he goes to the Nets when everyone in New York wanted him to go to the Knicks. Are New Yorkers going to even welcome Kevin Durant because he chose the wrong team? Interesting question. I think more Knicks fans will not take the blame out on Durant they will take the blame out on ownership and really the way that things have been for the Knicks since, what, 2000, 2001. Whenever James Dolan took over in the 90s, late 90s, late 90s still had some good years. From 2001 on, it's just been a total nightmare. I think there will be some, Danny, saying, you know, you went to Brooklyn, you didn't take on the real challenge. Some Knicks fans will have that opinion. I think a majority of them, though, will not put the blame on Kevin Durant. They'll put the blame on Knicks. So I put you in charge, right? I, I always say to fans, when you say, like, sell the team, it's just such a it's a sports talk radio thing. It's useless. Billionaires don't sell these teams. They come available, like, once every 10 years. So short of James Dolan selling the Knicks, I put John Jastrzemski of WFAN in charge. How do you fix the team? Geez, you got to draft well. I mean, that sounds really simplistic, Danny. But if you look at the teams around the NBA that have turned around, they find players. And they don't necessarily always find players at one, two, or three in the draft. I mean, the Golden State Warriors are the perfect example of that. Look, they find Draymond Green the second round. Steph Curry, you remember our boy Johnny Flynn went ahead of Steph Curry, for goodness sakes. And, I mean, that's going to be one of the all-time, you know, NBA hot takes. What happened in Minnesota, if indeed, you know, Steph Curry ended up being the pick over Johnny Flynn, but you got to draft well. You have draft picks now. You need to hit on them. You need to find guys. You need to be patient as an organization. I'm already looking up at some of these contracts that they handed out. Yes, they're not really giving out much as far as a long-term commitment and whatnot, but when I see three power forwards being brought in, and a guy that you took in the lottery last year, Kevin Knox, his best chance, I think, of being successful is probably being a stretch four. I mean, this is the sort of stuff that's going to set you back. You can't go for now after missing out on these big-time difference-making free agents the quick fix. And I don't think you're going to see the Knicks do that and give out some you know, four- or five-year deal to, you know, a Boogie Cousins type. Thankfully, they didn't go down that road with Chris Middleton, who's a nice player, but he ends up staying in Milwaukee. But, Danny, I know it's going to sound like a cop-out, and I can't promise you that, you know, Executive Jastrzemski would find gem after gem after gem in a draft, even though I'd like to think that I can. You know, I watch a lot of college basketball. Some guys I love, you hit on them. Other guys, you love them in college, and you're like, what the hell happened to him? Why is he out of the league in three or four years? But, you need to find players. End of story. You draft well, you have a better chance of being successful, and you have to be patient. And then this is just more of an abstract question about the city that you call home. 
where does basketball rank in the power rankings? Because I like to romanticize New York basketball and Rucker Park and tough point guards, but it doesn't feel like it resonates nearly as much as baseball and football. It's weird, Danny, because I go back to when I was growing up as a kid and your Chicago Bulls were sticking it to my Knicks year after year, but every year the Knicks were relevant. Every year it felt like in April and May, the Yankees and the Mets took a back seat because you had Ewing and Starks and in Houston and Sprewell in the playoffs, and there was always a buzz around Madison Square Garden. 2012-2013, um, the only year I've been on the air at FAN in my, what, seven, eight years with the Knicks, had a legitimately good team. They won 54 games. They were a two-seed Eastern Conference with Carmelo Anthony. They beat the Celtics. They lost in six to the Indiana Pacers. Danny, that was the year in which I felt the buzz for the first time, and it was awesome because I was sitting there in February. You know, I'm not breaking down who the fifth star of the Yankees is going to be. Yeah, we did a little of that, but the Knicks were seriously a topic. The Knicks fan dreamed about beating LeBron in the Miami Heat. They were into it, and there was a real passion about it. And I would say that that romantic level of just, you know, fantasizing over New York and basketball and being this beautiful – you know, Nirvana that it is, no, it's a far cry, man. Aside from that 2012-2013 season, it's been a whole lot of years, man, where by the time you hit January and February, you're just looking to fast forward and get right to the baseball season. Yeah, and that's that makes New York like basically every other city in the country when it comes to basketball because you guys will obsess over a fifth starter on a Yankees if the Yankees are bad, and you'll talk Eli if the Giants are having a five-win season. But if the Knicks are bad, they become irrelevant. Well, and here's the problem. They've been so bad. Like, trade deadline time, like the Porzingis trade, we did, you know, a good week, two, three on it because of what a lot of Knicks fans thought it was going to mean sure. for this summer. You know what I mean? Like, so you'll get into the ineptitude. Dolan going out and getting into it with that fan when it comes to selling the team. But just it's difficult for people in this area, you know, and this is where the Knicks could run into trouble, although they shouldn't because they pack the building every single night no matter what. They run into trouble in the sense that by the time you have February and March, there is just really nothing to say about the team. They're awful. They're a 20-win team. In some instances, they have guys on the roster who aren't going to be there. So my hope is at the very least now, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Lonzo Trier, I'd love to say they're going to be a part of some big things here with the New York Knicks, but I'm sorry. After what I've watched for the last two decades, it's just impossible for me to have that sort of optimistic take. I can't. You're filling in for Mike Francesa tomorrow. Your your lead should be you're done being a Knicks fan. You are buying Nets season tickets. That's your that's your oh, lead I tomorrow. But I, I, can't, I can't do that. That would be as fraud. Listen, Danny, it would be entertaining. I would probably get a lot of buzz for it but it would also come across as one of the most fraudulent things I've ever done. Although, Danny, I will tell you this, as a native of Brooklyn, and considering I can walk now to the Barclays Center, it'll take me about 20, 25 minutes, it is a little bit more appealing for me on like a random January, February night, moving from Staten Island to Brooklyn. If I want to go in two years and watch Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I can do that. Who cares if it's a little shameless? The Knicks deserve no, it. 
They deserve it. Listen, as much as they suck, dude, I, I, I can't, bro. They I haven't can't. earned your business. They haven't earned your fandom. It's not, it's not a scarlet letter. It's not a tattoo. It doesn't have to be permanent. You've got options. Yeah, I just, I, I can't. I will probably find myself rooting against the Nets. That's just the way it goes. I'll root for them to be good. I'll root for them to be relevant. But, you know, it's not your team. It, it, it'd be the same deal of me, you know, trying to dabble with a different football team. You know this, Danny. I will find teams that are financially beneficial, if you know what I mean. So I'm sure there will be a team in two in the NBA or a team or two in the NFL that gets you through one of those years. But just hopping on the Brooklyn bandwagon, no, I, I, I can't do it. Okay, I'm just telling you that's what Brooklyn is, right? It's for hipsters. It's for Johnny Come Lately. So you can jump on, jump off. It's it's just an idea. Think about it. That's John Jastrzemski, WFAN in New York, filling in for Mike Francesa. He's taking over the city. JJ, appreciate you staying up late with us, man. We'll talk to you soon. Danny, anytime, man. I need a drink. Seriously. Take care, bro. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.